Hi, I'm Isa Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hun. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. If you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com backslash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com backslash RG. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off Guard. I'm your host, Pasha, and joining me... As always, my guy, Austin Rivers, what's fresh, up, what's fresh up? off a plane from LA. Yes, back in the... Uh, By the way, you're pretty bi-coastal these days. I am. I'm back and forth between Florida and California. It's not the easiest travel. Yeah. It's been exhausting. Are you a little jet lag? I am a little bit. I'm a little bit like, out of it today. It yeah. just feels weird to be here. If people don't understand that flying actually does. They're like, you're in a plane sitting down. You're just relaxing, especially in first class. Like, Why would you be exhausted? It does wear, it wears you out. In the time change, like it's it's 7 a.m. In, in Los Angeles, you know what I mean? So uh, the time change is kind of, I was there for five days, four days, this whole week pretty much. Um, as soon as you get used to something, you know, you got to come back here. Florida's just like on a whole different time. Not even time, just yeah. like in terms of just the overall vibe of Florida. It's just different than California. <laughs> you want to you get more specific? I feel like LA is more like, well, first off, LA weather right now is just prime time. This is like what people go to California for. You know, as we're here, we just experienced a monsoon. Yeah, it's been raining for hours and hours here. Yeah. Like crazy rain. It's insane, bro. I mean, it's it's June, late June in Florida. Sun will be out an hour and then, and then it'll rain again and the sun will come out. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's an emotionally draining uh, weather. But, yeah. you know, it is. I mean, it is. yeah hashtag el nino like that's it it's great it's crazy what's going on outside right now actually right before we started recording though you were telling me how you lost ten thousand followers on instagram this year are you the one are you keeping track of that did someone tell you no i just noticed i remember at one point i was like a four something 20 something and they you will lose or gang a thousand like yeah. every other day it's like you have to, uh, a lot to, of it's spam a lot of it's like uh yeah whatever you don't even know but like you'll some weeks you'll lose a couple thousand, gain a couple thousand. So I don't, I do not keep track. I honestly don't. 
But then I'm like, you, you'll go down to like a certain number and you'll be like, whoa, what happened? And then you'll go up. I, I've had like, after a big game, it'd go up like 15,000. And then two weeks later, it's, it's done. It's it's back. It's as if the people follow me are like, oh, okay, we're out of here. Yeah. I don't know what how that works. But you don't, you even said it yourself, you don't post enough on Instagram. I don't. I post like once a month. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not like I have to do better. And I know I need to. I'm not, I'm not a social media guy, but just for the future and where this is headed, I think for branding and business deals and anything, you know, I think it's important to be uh, involved in social media. I think like people who are the opposite, like, man, I'm too, you know, that that the too cool for school type shit is just going to like land you less money and like less opportunities. Yeah. Before we get to the draft, a couple of things have happened since we last spoke. A lot of things have happened. It sucks that the Bradley Bill trade went down right after our last pod because now by the time we get to talk about it, you've already talked about it on ESPN. Everyone's already talked about it, dissected it. Do you want to maybe touch up on it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Matt Ishby is going for it, clearly. I think if you're a Phoenix fan right now, there's a little bit of uncertainty of how this is going to work or who else they're going to add. But I'll say the same thing I even, like you just said, I'll say the same thing I said the other day on ESPN. Uh, They have the hard part down. They have talent. They have four really good players, one of which I don't see being there long-term. DeAndre Ayton hasn't really been a fit for them, but I don't, if he can figure out a way to fit in better this year, because I think that was an issue last year. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's still a really good center. The only reason I think people think he might be off the books soon is just because his contract frees up a lot of room for for Phoenix to add. Like, yeah, they need. To, I think they need to trade him for two or three. They guys. have like a plate with ribs, fried chicken, and a really like seared blackened fish. <laughs> And zero sides. That's <laughs> they have. They well, have, they it's have like no, I was going to tell you, it's like you're building a car, and we have three steering wheels. Yeah, like three, we're, yeah. it just doesn't. It's we don't like, have. We don't have collard greens. We don't have yeah. mashed potatoes. We don't have you know a little cream corn. We don't have nothing right now. Yeah. Right now, the sides that we have are like, you know, I don't even know. We got like tortilla chips, little beginning appetizers. We need. <laughs> we, you know, what I mean, we need. We need like. You get the message. We need balance. And it's a copycat league. You just saw the Denver Nuggets with Bruce Brown and uh, KCP. You need those guys. I did hear someone compare Bradley Beal to potentially being like the 08 Celtics Ray Allen, where you take a role that's kind of (laughs) off the ball, catch and shoot, no more ISO. They are in a a situation where, like the 08 Celtics, these guys are further along in their career. So a title is all they care about. They've made money, a lot of money. And all they care about is winning. So the sacrifices could be made. So I do like that aspect of it. We'll see how it works. I mean, yeah, at this point, what three are they playing for other than to win? Yeah. All three of them have made an obscene amount of money. They're going to continue to make an obscene amount of money, especially Devin and Brad who are younger, especially Devin who's younger than all of them. Um, he's probably got two maxes left after already making two. So we're talking about, you know, eight, nine hundred million dollars in earnings at his end of his career. Brad will be Brad will be around the same way and Kevin's already there. So, you know, at this point, the only thing left on the table has to be winning. The hard part is done, man. It's 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 one thing to try to get complimentary players. It's another to try to get a star. And you know, go talk to any small market, Orlando, Portland. Um, yeah, yeah like everyone. Are you kidding me, Orlando? We got we get Shaq. He leaves for L.A. We get Dwight Howard. He leaves for L.A. Yeah, that's the. I Would mean, you we take got, a Brad Beal on this bit? team? Absolutely, man. Right now they have Gary Harris. Um, could you imagine having Durant, Booker, and Brad? Like, uh, if, as a Magic fan, I'd be like, this is. Oh, we know how to act. 
Like I'm exactly. hyped right now with Paolo and Franz. Like that's what I'm saying. The, the Suns did do the hard. The Suns got the hard part but down. They're locked there. in. That's the issue. They, they are, are locked, locked in, in, but they're three like players that aren't going to be bad anytime soon. Right. Well, the last time Bradley Beal played an important game was second round he of the was, 2017 playoffs six years ago, and he was really good. Right. Do you remember Earl? six years ago was the last time I saw him play a game that mattered? Yeah, I know, but correct. But uh, that only makes it more exciting for him to be on this team. I mean, I'm sure he's got like a whole rejuvenation of like energy going through his body right now. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's one of those guys that other players though really respect and think he's good too. So there's something there. Like everyone knows he has games. Like it reminds me of Drew Holiday. Everyone's like Drew Holiday could hoop. Like people think he's really underrated. Every player I talk to says Drew Holiday's underrated. Players love Bradley Beal's game too. So I. I think people are infatuated with Brad's skill. Yeah. I think he's a highly skilled basketball player. Um, and he has a pretty offensive uh, set. You know, he has, people knew he was pro. I knew he was pro even when I used to go against him in high school. Yeah. Just because his game would translate. He could shoot. He has the body for it. Uh, and then he's been able to add the dribbling aspect since he's been in the league. So, you know, they got three primetime scores. And then now you, you, you have DeAndre Ayton, who's actually a really good big despite all the negatives that are around him and like people say what type of guy he is, a lot of that stuff you can't confirm or not. Um, regardless, he's a good defensive big and he actually has skill in the offensive end as well. He's pretty, I mean, you talk about centers, you take Joel out, you take Jokic out, uh, take Carl out, take um, Bam. take Bam Sabonis. out. Sabonis. Sabonis. Aiton's probably next. He's probably at the second half of a top 10. That's what I'm saying. So like that's, that's pretty damn good. So yeah. you got him. And then, you know, you don't have much room for anything else. With that being said, there this is the NBA, man. There are always players out there. Right. You know what I mean? I mean uh, the, the Miami Heat just proved it. Like, I mean, as long as you have the ability to find these guys. No, that's 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 yeah. exactly the you point. You plug guys in and they you hoop. Plug guys, especially guys that can play. You, yeah. And that's the hard part. It is, that's why everyone has like a concern, but it's not easy to do. Yeah. But there are really good players out there. There are that aren't because the NBA is so top heavy right now. It's either guys are making max money or they're making three, four million. Yeah. That's just the way, you know, it's set up. So with that, you know, kind of being out there, uh, you can get players, man. They can get players. Yeah. Phoenix can do this. They can get pieces. You can add three or four solid players around that damn core and be a pretty damn good team. They're already just with those. So you put those four players on the court without a fifth guy. They're already better than the team they had last year with five guys on the court. Okay, so I have a question for you. Does, if you add Bradley Beal to that second-round series for the Suns against the Nuggets, do they beat the Nuggets? I don't think so. There's no way they lost to the Nuggets. You see, you, And then you thought, I want to add an ISO score. But I think this is where Frank Vogel is going to have to come in. If you can figure out a way to get these guys to play together, and you could stagnate them too. They don't have to. They could start together. Yeah, you're always going to have two of the three on the court. Yeah, that's a good yeah. thing, man. So like, you, you take Brad out early or you take Devin out early, you know, Probably had let Brad run with the second unit. Start Brad, let him play the first five, six minutes, take him out. The other two play most of the first. Brad comes in with the second unit. He's aggressive. You got this guy coming in off the, essentially not off the bench because he's starting, but still, he's playing with the bench unit. Right. You put a couple pieces around him, you got a good bench unit, man. And then, I, don't, and then, I, I don't like to talk about people's health, but this hasn't been the healthiest trio the last few years. So there's going to be games where Brad might be the best player on the team. The, there's yeah. be games where he's the second 100%. best. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're going to get their just, time. Yeah, yeah, you just, all three of them are going to have their moments. All three right. of them are going to be around 20, 20 points per game. You know, they're all going to be 20, 25 in that range, depending, you know, I think Devin will lead them in scoring. Who's I, running point? I think the best playmaker of the three is Devin. Yeah. He, yeah um, he's had a season where he averaged seven assists. Yeah, he's, game, yeah. he's the best playmaker of the three. For sure. He's the one guy that has shown consistently that he could pass. Mm -hmm. So I think the onus will be on him to 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 
I'm not saying not shoot the ball as much, but just he's going to have more of a responsibility to make sure other guys are involved. Hopkins might be the best offensive player on the team too. Like score. Like the, in the playoffs, he was. He was in the playoffs. Yeah. And it wasn't even close. So now you have him bringing the ball up, initiating the offense. It's, yeah. But, yeah. But the other two guys could score well enough to where, like, you're good. Yeah. Also, it's like there's a thing where you just, like, you put the three best players on the floor. You, you put the best team, put the five best players on the floor, you figure it out. Right. They put some pieces around them. Yeah. Do I think they had Brad last, you know, last year versus Denver? Did they win? No, they're not going to beat Denver. Denver was a better team. But you add Brad. You had a couple good veteran players. They need veteran players. This team's already gone that way. Matt's already put that flag down. They're far from rebuilt. Yeah. All right. They have no young talent they're holding around. They don't have any fucking picks. They didn't have a draft pick last night. They don't have that direction's gone. So they're all in trying to win right now. They brought in Frank Vogel, who did the same thing with the bubble, Lakers. You brought in Brad. You traded every young piece that you had for Kevin. So at this point, you need veteran players that know how to play the game and complement players well. That's what they need. And you need to be able to get them at a cost-efficient price. Really good teams usually get it done. Every, like, those Heat teams with LeBron, they fill the, out the, the reason, edge of those the reason they get it those, done, yeah. The reason they get it done is because players, like myself, look at that team and be like, do I want to play on a team that's going to be playing in big, meaningful games? Do I want to be in the playoffs? Do I want to have a possibility of being Bruce Brown? Yeah. Bruce Brown's a good player, guys. No disrespect to Bruce Brown. Bruce, uh, nobody talked about him on the fucking Pistons. Yeah. On the Nets, he got a little of the shine, but that's the same thing, though. They were a really good team. They had James. They had Kyrie. They're getting all these players. Bruce Brown goes there, plays his role. People are like, oh, Bruce Brown's serviceable. Solid. He could, he, could, he could play a little bit. Goes to Denver. Perfect fit. Now people are like, Bruce Brown's getting the bag because he did his job on a championship team. He should. Yeah. That's why it attracts every other player who's like Jeff Green. That's why he's chased teams. He's, he's trying to get on a good team, good fit. The better the team, the better the situation, especially if you're in the rotation. And there's guys that want to win a title. They see this team as an opportunity. No, that, 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 well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's how you get the bag. You, you, you get paid if you win. Right. And I think that's the way it should be. I, I don't like guys that get these contracts because they put up numbers on teams that don't make the playoffs. There's like a couple of free agents right now that people are talking about giving bags to. And these guys just put numbers up on terrible teams right. year after year after year after year. And it's like, bro, that is garbage basketball. I can't, and I've been around the NBA for a long time. I've never liked it. It is not hard to put up numbers on a meaningless team. Yeah. Well, I think people are, uh, the NBA is getting better now at realizing who's adding to winning. I, I feel I feel uh, what you're saying, and 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 there is uh, there's something about a purity to the game of basketball that as a like a real hooper, when you see guys put up numbers on really bad teams, knowing that if they're on a good team, they wouldn't know how to play a lick of basketball. It's like, bro, it just I don't even know what it means. It just doesn't even count. Yeah, like it doesn't even count. That's well, like me. the Rocket situation right now, where these guys are all they're not playing winning basketball. No, no, every single all, guy out there is playing for a contract. But that's why they need culture change. Well, we talked about it too. Young guys are going for that second deal, and that's what it's all about. They're competing with each other almost for that second deal. If you're if you have a poor culture, yeah, yeah. The OKC guys they play to win a game. Absolutely, and then they're all going to somehow get a bag. They, somewhere. They'll all get a bag in the product. When you lose yourself into winning. When you lose yourself, it's the hardest thing to, to get an NBA player to do yeah. is to block every outside noise. These guys go home every single day and they're getting bombarded by their friends. They have bills. They're paying for their house. People always wonder how NBA players go broke. It's very, very easy. These guys sign $3 million. Oh my God, this guy has three mil. No, they don't. Uncle Sam, 1.5. <laughs> it's half. Cut that in half. So now you got 1.5. 
this is also parceled out for a whole year. You're getting 1.5. You got bills, rent, mortgage, whatever you got. You got paying for your mom, paying for your dad, your brother, your sister, the lifestyle. Oh, you want a new watch? Oh, you want a nice car? Oh, you want a new? But it's gone, bro. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So like, it to get a player to not think about that and buy in to playing meaningful basketball, meaning don't worry about scoring. Don't worry about stats. When his agent, his friends, like, bro, you got to do this. You got to put up numbers. We were in the lab all summer working on this. You got to use it in the game. You got to go out there and get your, bro, when you have that mismatch, to, that's what it's you really You know what the hard. worst thing about that too is? When you're thinking constantly about the next deal or you're, 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 it's a contract year, for example, every game you're riding the wave of, did I just make money? Did I lose money? You have a bad game, you're like, man, I'm probably going to get like, this like this low number now on my next deal. Then you have a good game and you're like, oh, you just you can't do that. It's like looking at your stock market, your portfolio every day. You can't ride the wave every it, day. It would be like emotionally depending your days on what people are saying to you on Twitter. Yeah. It'd be like going to your Twitter and seeing good things and being happy and actually letting that stuff make you happy. And then the, you see a negative comment actually going in your room and sulking. Right. Like I, you just can't live so up and down. Besides the fact that when you when you start thinking about like your money, and your stats, you play worse. Yeah. When you lose yourself into just like the team, like, man, I'm just going to go have fun with this and win and like whatever, whatever. You end up usually getting paid. Like every player for that Heat team just went in there and played hard and like just tried to win a game. You had guys that would play 30 minutes one game, the next game sit on the bench the entire game. And instead of sitting there at the end of the bench soaking, they were up cheering their ass off for the guy whose name was called. Every single one of those guys will get paid this summer. Every single one of them. That's the way you do it. The way Bruce Brown did it, the way Christian Braun did it, the way Jeff Green did it, these guys have gone from team to team to team and just did everything the right way. By the way, shout out to Reggie Jackson, who didn't have any controversial things happen in Denver. He was a starting point guard for the Clippers the past like four or five years, really, in the NBA. Averaged, averaging like 20 in the playoffs. You didn't hear anything Phoenix. about it. This guy didn't, couldn't smell yeah. the floor. No problems. Sat there the whole time, cheered on his teammates. And again, we all know as a Hooper, man, was that enjoyable for Reggie? Like to see that team win without him being a part of it? No. Right. But I don't think anybody's doubting Reggie Jackson's, you know, playing abilities. And, you know, for him to sit there and like be a man and like just kind of take that one in the chin and, and act the, the right way. It's not easy to do, man. It's like, it's, like you said, though, you have friends around you too, your circle that's like, you should be playing. You're you better playing. than this guy. You way yeah. better than that guy. Yeah. You way better than him. How, how's that guy playing ahead of you? I've been that guy. No, I know that. Uh, all my friends I do this. To, like, are you kidding me, bro? So like you have to like tune that shit out, bro. Even though, because they know they mean well. And right, you know course. what though? A lot of times they're right. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. A lot of times a guy that- Well, they know you best. They know what you're capable yeah, of. Yeah. So it's like sometimes like the guy playing in front of you, you are better than. Yeah. But what, what are you going to do? You, you, you have to sit there. You have to be professional. It's not about you. And when you're young, like you just said, like the point you just said, Pasha, it's really hard to get young players to understand that it's not about you. Cause at that point in time, when these guys haven't made millions yet, it is about them. They're like, bro, listen, I, don't, I hear you, but I'm trying to take care of my family first. Yeah. You're the best player in your high school team. You're the best player in your college team. You get to the NBA, you're a high pick. It's all about you. Every yeah, step every, of the every, way, it's, every step, you're a hometown all hero. about you, bro. And, and then, then you go you to a to team and you're like, Hey, you cut, cut. And, and play defense and hustle. And eventually, yeah. We've always talked about that, the opportunity. This podcast might as, might as well be named Opportunity is Everything in Basketball. Fit, right. Yeah. Everything. We talk about it all the time. All right. So let's move on to the Przingis trade. A lot of trades happen. We, we haven't even touched the draft yet. Przingis trade. Um, the first one fell through. They tried to trade Malcolm Brogdon. Didn't go through. Uh, something about his medical. Ended up going through, right? No, not the Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon one now. Man, what's going on in LA over there? What were you doing out there? <laughs> 
missed out on that. We'll, we'll cut no, that I, I remember. I remember the trade was going to go through. Malcolm then it Brogdon failed, didn't go and then, through. And then, and then Porzingis, Porzingis, Marcus Smart. Yeah, the Porzingis still went there though. Right to Boston. How do you feel about that fit? I love Porzingis for Boston. He had Boston. a great year, underrated year for the Wizards. He had underrated year. They he shot almost forty percent from three, fifty from the field. The Wizards were terrible last year, and anybody could have played well. It's like, bro, I've, every time you played that team, ironically enough, they beat us by thirty-one game. Isn't that insane? <laughs> we had one game where we started Carl on Porzingis, and it was in the beginning of the year where he was still like wrapping his head around being the four. Mind you, he's been a five his whole his whole career. So we have Rudy there, and we're putting Carl on the on Porzingis. So in transition, it's just like trained thought to run back to the paint as a center. Yeah. So they both are running back to the paint because they both are historically centers. Porzingis just keeps walking up to the three-point line. We start out the game 18 to two. Yeah. This guy had like six threes in a row. I'm excited to see Porzingis play meaningful basketball. He's going to be open. That's my first thought. It was disappointing in Dallas. Yeah, the fit with with Lucas. It was supposed to be gloving. Bro, that, that fit's supposed to be like, we're talking about two foreign players uh, they have a history of that in Thought Dallas. It was like Nash and Dirk. Everyone saw it there. They both can shoot. Luka can pass, play off each other, pick and pop, and it just didn't work. And a lot of that, I don't know who to put the blame on, but that didn't. That situation did not work. And it'd be nice to see him in this situation. It'll be a much different. It's not going to be a two-man game. He's like the fourth option, third option on this team, right? Third option. Sure. I mean, so their, their big man rotation right now is Al Horford, Robert Williams, and Perzingis. I like that. I, I, I mean, they have, they have they're really big, good. They're all different. They're all, I, I think. One's a shot. Two of them are shot blockers and three of them, two of the three can shoot. Yeah. And they have what? One of the best wing duos in the NBA. Yes. Outside of, you know, Durant and Booker, I would say. I wanted to say that point real quick about that. I don't want to get offline about that. I'm so, t- I'm so thankful so far that Boston has just been like, yo, we're keeping Jalen Brown. Right. We're going to pay both of them. Well, in the past, they've talked about trading. I'm like, that's all you've heard. Yeah. That's all you've heard is who are they going to trade? Jalen Brown. J- this whole season, Jalen Brown. When they lost in the playoffs this year, everyone's like, man, they got to trade Jalen Brown. I want you to think about this. Their backcourt that they have the past two years, they've been to finals, conference finals. Well, they've been to a bunch of conference finals recently. So, so if that is what you're getting each year in a situation where you're one win away, if they're game seven and they win that game, they go to the finals. That means you got a pretty damn good back, pretty damn good situation going for you. Yeah. If your two best players are leading you to the finals or the conference finals at worst and people are mad, then wake the fuck up. I heard like boss people, we got to get rid of Brown. Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. For who? For who? What, 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 what other wings going to come in there and do a better job than him? He plays hard on both ends of the floor. Yeah. He turned the ball over. Yeah. He had a weird series versus the Heat. Bro. Yeah. Not everyone's going to play great all the fucking time, bro. They ran into a weird Heat team that was on a great run, and Jimmy like guarded you know some of those guys well. And they had a weird series, whatever, whatever. The past two years, Celtics have won a shit ton of games. They got a really good team. They got a young coach who hasn't really back proven back to back years with first year head coaches. First year head coaches, bro, and, that, and, and they're this, still going to the conference. And it was a whole finals. situation this year, man. Like yeah. people don't understand, like him coming, like the whole email, like that. That like really took a lot of the air out of the team. Yeah, and they had to find themselves. Which they really, I don't really think they ever did. Well, they started off hot. They did, they did, they did. But like that was like fool's gold, and then it like settled in a little bit. And uh, you know, Joe Mazzula is a guy that you know is still young and like learning, and they're building around. So like they have a lot of positive things going on there, and they have two of their best players who are leading them to a finals or a conference finals every year. That means every fucking year you are in the race to win a championship. My God, how spoiled can you be? 
for people to even mention trading Jalen Brown. It just shows what our media status is these days. As soon as something goes wrong, something's got to change. Bro, any team would beg to be in the conference finals. What are we talking about? So Porzingis adding depth to their, you know, to their to their front court, shooting to their front court. Um, I think he's going to be open a lot. He he's is going to be yeah, open. He's gonna, Do you remember I the shots he, that Blake Griffin was getting last year where nobody's guarding his ass? That's going to be Porzingis this year, except Porzingis is a knockdown and is going to make him. Yeah. That's 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 like the difference. Do you know what I mean? I think like, it's going to be a good fit. Uh, unlike the fit. Suns fit with the big three, where I don't know how those pieces fit, Porzingis does provide something that those other two don't. So no, I do any, like any, 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 any he'll... There's something about playing for a team like Boston and the lights that that's going to be on. I would imagine Porzingis defensively will even play harder. Whether it's wrong or right, playing on a Wizards game on a Thursday night versus playing in a TNT Boston game on Thursday night, there might be a little bit more of a little energy in there for him. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I also think he has. Well, guys now you're going to a season where the, the the goal is the title, and it wasn't title. That and the year. team just went to the conference finals, and the year before went to the finals. Yeah. So if you come in there bullshit around, it's like, brother, this, this is not. This is how we do it here. Like, was he the problem in Dallas? We don't know. No. And, and so and now in Washington, now, weird organization. Now it's like, all right, you're the problem. If this doesn't, work. if this doesn't work, you're the problem. Right. You have to play well, not even play well. You have to play hard. Right. And if he plays hard, his talent will show. Porzingis is such a talented player. Yeah, it's a contract year. Yeah, if he if it's a contract year, go play hard, bro. Fuck the stats. Go block shots. But this guy's fucking out there sliding his feet, just trying. Michael Porter Jr. got an A just for trying in the finals. And Michael Porter Jr. is not the greatest defender by any means. But this guy was trying his ass off. And he was missing shots in the finals. Every game, if he was open, he let it fly. Still kept shooting. Still kept playing the right way. He was making extra passes and shit. That's what Porzingis needs to do. I don't want. I don't need you averaging twenty-two points a game for Boston. They don't need it. If you can average 14, 15, 13, that'd be great. Two, two a block shot a game, two shots, you know, block shots a game. Be able to switch like Grant Williams was able to do. That'd be great. You hustling hard, not complaining about your minutes. You not missing forty games a year due to injury. Then he gets another hundred and something million dollar contract. That's what Przingis needs to do. They go to conference finals, finals. He's playing well, playing his role. Przing- people are gonna look at Przingis in a whole new light. If they win the title, it's gonna be Przingis, the guy that got him over, over the hump. Man, this guy got him over the hump, man. This guy, and he accepted a role on a really good team. You know, this guy went in there, didn't think about himself, wasn't trying to average twenty, wasn't trying to make an All Star game. He went in there and just like, we're gonna win this, win this year. His value goes even higher. That's what older players understand. We're like a young guy's going in there, like I wanna, I wanna do, bro. That shit is. When you think about yourself, back to that point, when you think about that stuff, from my personal experience, every time I start thinking about my numbers or me, like improving my minutes and this, this, and that, bro, my time gets more and more miserable, bro. Things don't even go your way. When you just like lose yourself and doing all the right things and habits, things usually come back your way. And Porzingis, who's so talented, it's a great trade for him. Mind you, Memphis, by the way, I love that trade. They got a guy who Dylan Brooks, like the, the person that Dylan Brooks wants to be and thinks he is, is what they just got. I don't like the trade for Memphis. You don't like it. You're getting a guy that's best basketball is behind him. I know. I, I understand the logic behind bringing in Marcus Smart. They have some things going on. He can mentor Jaw. I'm sure they're thinking something like that. Uh, culture setter, you know, things like that. But you're getting a guy that's. I, I just. I'm a big Tyus Jones fan. Led the NBA in assist turnover ratio four or five of, you know, s- straight seasons. This guy plays steady basketball. Everyone always talks about why are the Grizzlies so good without John Morant. Because Tyus no, that Jones was, that was that was a big loss for them. Tyus Jones is really really good. Big and loss. He wanted a bigger role. It sounds like. Um, so losing, I'm not trying to diminish what Marcus Smart brings. I think the Celtics are going to feel Marcus Smart leaving. Like that, it's going to be a big impact. It is right. But for the Grizzlies, I just think 
Tyus Jones was, is so good. Here's the only thing I'll say about the the because I heard Kendrick Parkins just talking about like the heart and the soul of the team because he is, you know, he has a big role in the team. Um, Derek White can do a lot of the things that Marcus Smart can do. And Malcolm Brogdon, they have, they have too much. There was well, too Malcolm's much going gone. on over there. Or he's going to be gone. You think they're going to trade him? He wants to be a starting point guard. He might be, though, now. Mm, I think Derek White gets that starting spot. As a point guard? Not over Malcolm Brogdon. No way. Malcolm Brogdon is more set up as a point guard. Derek White's a catch-and-shoot, straight-line drive player. He is not coming off pick-and-rolls, making pocket passes, or skipping it. That is not Derek White's game. So you think Malcolm Brogdon starts next? Derek White is 3 and D. Hit a 3, play defense. If you don't, straight-line attack to the basket. That's his game. He is not coming down making reads as pick and rolls. M- Michael Brown has been doing that for years. Michael Brown starts a point guard next year. And the reason they couldn't last year is because they had Marcus Smart starting. Because you start Jalen J- and Jason. So the third guard, it wasn't even a traditional point guard. Yeah. They, the traditional point guards never worked there. They tried to bring in Kemba, and that shit didn't even work. Kai was there. Like, they, they, Rozier. Like, they've gotten every point guard they've ever had out of there. So, like, Malcolm Brown is, like, the perfect fit, man. He's not going to be. But, but he they, he knows that they just tried to trade him and it didn't go through. Well, that's, listen, that's the business of basketball. Jalen Brown's name was in the fucking thing all year. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, eh, the, the, the new NBA, that's what it is. And a lot of it has to do with a lot of people you see in the NBA aren't, aren't basketball players. These aren't former, it's not NBA. So, like, they don't even view players. They don't understand. It's like a number. So, guys are moving around. Coaches are getting fired left and right. It's like a wow, wow west out here. I don't think any player could even take it personal at this point. Um, I like. The, I think less is more. I think they had too many guards. They were very guard heavy, and that's what all they kept hearing about during this whole trade process was that Boston had too many guards and you couldn't play them all. And I think they wanted to simplify their team, bring in a little bit of depth on the front court, have a versatile big who could shoot, play some defense, have some length. Just had his maybe his best season. Best season. Looks like he's healthy again. Now he's mentally and energy-wise. And a contract year. That's just the biggest thing. And a contract year. He's rejuvenated on a team where now he's like, yo, I can win again? Which he's never been in. He's never been on a team where he can win. Yeah. Even the Dallas team was just him and Luka. They weren't going to win. This team is like, oh, this team's a finals team. And you're adding Porzingis. He's got to be excited. So, But you really like the trade for the Grizzlies too. It's I just, like Marcus like Smart. Is so, they're so grit and grindy. Like, are we? When are they going to stop? Enough. <laughs> like, bringing every guy that hustles and plays defense and is tough. Here's my thing. I I view it at with the exception of Tyus Jones is a big loss yeah. because he was like the one solid. When like the jaw jaw would get a little wild in there at times. Just then, yeah. Then you had this steady point guard. And then you bring this guy and like they'd go in like a 10-0 run yeah. because he's just as about as solid as a point guard comes. And we said this earlier. We said this in the summer. Tyus Jones is a starting point guard. Yeah, I think in one of our episodes we did like a ten minute segment on why Tyus Jones is a starting point guard in the yeah. NBA already. Um, so this just backs up everything we've said and anything everyone's really been saying about him. And he wanted to go start somewhere. He's gonna get to do that. You know, he's gonna be in DC. Uh, best of luck to you. But I like, with the exception of that, I do like Marcus Smart over Dylan Brooks. Let's talk about since we're on the subject of the Wizards. Let's talk about the Jordan Poole Chris Paul trade. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Were you shocked? Shocked as hell. That's crazy. It's you know what it is? It's actually underrated. As a as, and people aren't really like Because it was yet. the day of the draft. And it was, people that's weren't the talking only about reason, it. Man. 
we have so much going on right now with Victor and Scoot and these names and all these drafts and Brandon Miller, you know, said Paul George is the greatest of all time and this comment, this, but all yeah, this. Women, you know, like we got the Wemby bro, stuff. This is all everywhere. this stuff is all over. There's so much news right There was a lot going on yesterday. Was, you couldn't it, take it all like in. It's chaos. Yeah, you know, yeah. this trade fell through. He's going here. This They said they're going to draft this. So the team's looking to, <laughs> okay. Keep, Best league in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't even keep up. Yeah. So that trade right now is like really just like, it's like when you tweet something bad and you're getting killed on Twitter. So then you, go then, do, you do a Q&A? Then, then, then you do a Q&A to so push then, it down the timeline? So then, so then you start doing like Q&As with fans and hope people think like they drown it out or like you, you, you try to like fool fans and not remembering what you just said. And you hope to God something, somebody else out there in the league fucks up. That way right. something in the news is out there drowning out what happened to you. That's what happened yesterday in the sense that this trade happened and everybody like reacted, but then all this other stuff happened. So like people just moved on. You didn't have time. You didn't have enough time to process. Chris Paul for Jordan Poole is fucking insane. It's insane. And no one's talking about it. I can't believe my initial reaction was if the Warriors are giving up on a young player that helped them win a title and he hasn't even started his contract, right? Like his big deal. No, he starts it this year. Yeah. If they're giving up on him that early, what's that say about him? Like, because the Warriors are one of those teams, the Spurs are one of those teams, the Thunder. If someone gives up on you, it's kind of... Questions need to be asked at this point. You're right. This guy, I have to say, he got punched in the face and they took the side of the guy that that threw the punch, essentially. They essentially... So what does that say about the guy? We're going with the sucker punch. This is the same guy that Steph got thrown out of a game for throwing his mouthpiece when Jordan shot a bad shot. Um... In the playoffs against the Lakers, shot that three that obviously people were, you know, you had the two best shooters of all time on your team. He shot that, you know, it was a deep three. There's something there. There's something. And There's I a don't fly wanna, in the I don't, I don't want to like, and I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't, I, I want to be careful here because I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to put words in people's mouth and I don't want to paint a picture that's, that's, that's not true. We don't know what's going on in the, Warriors locker room. I don't know Jordan Poole personally. Uh, I have not talked to Draymond Green or anybody in the Warriors uh, organization about Jordan Poole. But for them to trade a young, talented scorer, regardless of whether he's shot appropriate, shot inappropriate at times, <laughs> Um, whatever the case may be, that's those are usually the. I've bumps. never heard a shot inappropriate, but I'm going to start using. But those are usually the bumps and bruises of a um, young, talented player. Anyway, right? For them to trade Jordan Poole for a 38 year old Chris Paul, yeah, there's something there. Yeah, it just doesn't. It didn't make the, sense. Immediately, their team gets smarter. They do get IQ, smarter, but but it's crazy. Chris and Steph playing together, like you wonder how that's going to work. Yeah. Which they'll figure out. Chris is a high IQ basketball player and Steph doesn't necessarily need the ball. Um, but it just, you know, it's not a trade that you saw happening or you thought they would want. Yeah. So there's a couple questions that has to be asked here. These are the questions. One, was this a move to, that was made to get Draymond Green back? Of course. Right. So you ask yourself then next, after you say, of course, why? What do you mean? Is, was, was it, was it, was, is it Draymond Green like... Well, they couldn't just... I'm you, not you paid back. Wiggins, you paid all these guys, you're kidding. No, 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 no. I know financially you can't keep them all. I yeah. get that. But is, is... I just think there's more there. They had all... Obviously, the punch happened. They had all season to 
just make up or act like they're yeah, they, and they never reconcile. and they yeah. never really did. Jordan Poole would say in you know in, in a press conferences, you know, this is a business. I'm doing my job. We're fine. Like you know stuff like that. They they could. It was all year. It was obviously well. It set the tone for the whole season for them. And Draymond already alluded to that on his pod when yeah. he was like, "Do I think that fucked our season?" He goes, "Yeah, I do. I think we weren't the same after that." Would you forgive a friend that if you decked me? You? If it was behind closed doors and no one ever knew about it, yeah, I could forgive. You. I could forgive you. We listen, and I talked about this with my dad plenty of times. You don't ever push a man and not put your hands up. Yeah, you just don't do it. By the way, the stuff that they were saying to each other, I'm not going to say it on here. I do know what was said between the two. Like when you're talking like that, you're talking spicy like that, back and forth. You already got to be worried if someone's approaching you and you're right. fuck you. Th- 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 your hands should be getting ready to. And I'm not saying throw punches, but you need to be. You need to be ready to yeah, move. The hands up or not, if they fought, even if he was ready or not, if they, if they fought, it, it's just hard to make up. It is hard to make up, but like people make up after fights. Wait, 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 let's talk about this though. We're saying, and people always say, well, if your friend punched you, would you be able to forgive them? But maybe like a friend they've had for years. They, these are teammates. They're not like no, no, they're no, not they're like not homies, high school man. friends. Yeah, yeah like, no, no, no. They, they can bury it. They've had a, this long history of friendship. No, no, no. But usually, but usually a sit down conversation and understanding between the two, like, yo, man, you know, you were talking to me and you pushed me, so I reacted. I, I just threw a punch. And, the whole world saw it. That's the and problem. The, if the that video never came out, you could just no get problems. over it. No one talks. No about one would have known about it. They would have just said Draymond and, and Jordan had a little scuffle and. You know, they're all cool. Both parties are fine. Da, 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 da. No one would have known anything. Yeah. But that thing going viral and everything. There's a person viral video of you getting knocked out. Getting knocked sleep. out? Yeah. You're going to look at that guy and be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was that, that, like, that was not going to happen. And ultimately, the Warriors had to make a decision Can we win a championship without Draymond Green? Or can we win a championship without Jordan Poole? And they chose their answer. Right. Essentially. And I'm not even trying to like paint a, like a vivid picture, but that's listen. If they wanted to build and go to the future, like they would have went Jordan Poole. They, they and they, Jordan Poole is that guy we brought into the conversation. Like, would you rather have Tyrese Maxey or Anthony Simons or Jordan? Yeah, Poole yeah, or, no, we're talking about young talented. We brought guards. all those guys up, and he was in that. He, he was, was in, in that, that conversation, yeah. and they let him go. And again, I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. You know that he's he's one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game. For sure, but Chris is 38, and Chris has had a history with finishing seasons. Um, especially of lately. I mean, listen, he's 38 years old, man. The fact that he's still a dominant point guard at this point is incredible enough. But to trade... Does, does he come off the bench? To trade him for... A, for How old is Jordan? 24? He's young. To trade him for a 24-year-old, bro, it tells you like the Warriors were not either... They weren't keen on Jordan or they are just like, yeah. Something's up. Culturally, maybe he just didn't fit in there. Right. So it's a perfect situation for them. They get to pay Draymond. Draymond comes back. They had their nucleus that was there before Jordan Poole was well was ever there. Wiggins is still there. They got all their pieces there. Chris is a high IQ basketball player. He's he's not going to hurt them. I can tell you that much. I don't know if you bring him, start him. I don't know. I'm going to get start, into that. You can't start Chris, yeah, you can't, Chris Paul and Steph Curry. You can't start yeah, def- defensively. You can't do it. You can't start both of them. You right? can finish a game like that. Do you whatever could, you want. Maybe, but, but yeah. Do you remember in 2013? This is what it reminded me of in 2013. Jared Jack was on the Warriors. And a lot of the times at the end of the game, they had to play step off the ball, and Jared Jack would play. Dude, Jared Jack had a great season with them. He, he did. Like he had huge, and six. huge, huge year. Was he like six man of the year? He was. He was played thirty minutes a game. Yeah, he came off the bench thirty minutes a game, and he played really well for them. And Steph was off the ball. That was Mark they, Jackson era, though. Yeah, but they might be able to tap into that. Though I've seen that we've seen it done, and 
That's a good point. It, yeah, it, I, that's what it reminded. That's the first thing I thought about when I thought. Besides, of Chris, the fact Paul. That Chris has played with and against everything under the sun from from USA basketball to like whatever, whatever he he could play with, with Steph, no problem. Yeah. And, and he again, doesn't have to run the team where it, it could be some type of a load management situation no, 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 where this he's is fresh what, for the playoffs. This is perfect. This is what I talked about on ESPN the other day. I said Chris does not need to go to a team where he's playing thirty minutes a game or twenty five minutes a game. If you want Chris to be your star point guard, you have failed him. You failed him. Yeah. He's thirty eight years old. The best thing you want from Chris is for him to be healthy during the playoffs and be in shape. How do you do that? You give him a role during the regular season. I'm not saying it's a small role because he's Chris Paul, but like this team, he doesn't have to run the team. Kyle Lowry. Exactly, bro. Yeah. Play 10, 15 minutes a game, bro. Like you're not trying to make an all-star game this year. Let's go 15, 20. Whatever it is. 15, 20, you play 50 games of the season, rest your body here and there. Hey, we don't need you tonight, Chris. You know, this, this, you know, get, get your rest. He gets to, rest get acclimated with this team he gets to take a back seat he don't have to be the fucking guy and then in the playoffs when this like meaningful basketball now you play 30 minutes a game now now you're hey, Chris, now, now we're finishing games with you now now we're going to go win a championship and now it's validated because he's a big part of it and he wins a ring and it's, there it is boom 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 if they do win whatever whatever but like that's that's perfect case I, I like chris there i wanted chris there i liked chris with the clippers if they brought back russ yeah. i wanted both of them there Again, for the same reason, you can start Russ, start Chris, whatever the war, but it's load management for Chris. They, you know, Perk. A lot of guys are saying, "Let's get Chris in the Lakers." You're setting him up again. Now he has to be a starting point guard the whole season, play 25 minutes a game, pick and roll every game. It's too much, bro. It's too much for him. He's 38. You know what I'm saying? And he's not gifted like LeBron James is. No one else is. By the way, I don't know. Look around the NBA. See how many 38 year olds in the league? Not a lot of them. And if they are, they they got roles like PJ Tucker. They yeah. showed the 2013 Heat final championship team the other day, and LeBron was the only one left in the NBA. It's 10 years ago. Yeah, so that's exactly, man. So yeah. it's like that, 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 you know, it, for Chris right now, I think this is a, I think it's a solid situation. I think the trade itself is just surprising. Um, but I, I want to get to the Wizards part of it. The backcourt of Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's got to be happy. So you got literally the yin and yang of this. Tyus Jones, like we said, Really steady point guard, assist turnover ratio. Best I like NBA. I like Tyson. You have that with the shooting guard of an A one mixtape type of game. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, just it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, no, but, but they might be good for each other. I like I like I like the I like I like Tyus for Jordan. They're gonna lose a lot of games. Uh, they are gonna lose a lot of games. Um, but I do like that though. And Jordan's gonna put up some numbers. Jordan's gonna put up some numbers. He's gonna average 23, 22 points a game. Twenty two twenty. If you're a Wizards fan, you're just they should have been done a long time ago. No, you got to be happy if you're a Wizard fan. We got a little bit of life. We got a new like, you know, point guard who's nice. You should have done this a while ago, but new, you did it. New and young let's, shooting guard. Let's move on. You know, and you know, now you just hope you play decent enough. And the problem with them is, bro, they keep getting in this situation where they suck to not be in the playoffs, but they don't suck to be one of the worst teams in the league to get Absolutely. top picks. Well, Bradley Beal is the problem with that because he was yeah, but just Jordan, Jordan Poole to be, Ty's Jones is going to win them games sometimes. I, I don't think they're going to be. But they're better the team now than they are. Last year. I mean, if you run through the East, though, are they going to be better than the Hornets next year? They're going to sign Kuzma back. You think so? What? Well, why wouldn't they? They signed Kuzma, then you got. It's a, now, we're, now we're okay. Now we're working with something. But if Bradley Beal, Przingis, and Kuzma could make the play in, you think Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, and no, Kuzma could? They could make a play in game, maybe. Yeah. I do think Tyus Jones. Not enough spots. I think Tyus Jones changes that team. I really do. I just don't see it. There's not enough spots. I mean, the Raptors didn't, didn't make the playoffs last year. The Magic are going to be in the play. Raptors are going to make it this year. Raptors are going to be awful. Well, we got to see what they do. They have a lot of decisions. I mean, what to are, what are, what are who are they, who's their best player in the Raptors right now? Pascal, Pascal Siak. And then who else? OG. Fred Van Vliet, if he resigns. 
Well, that that guy's not going to be there. Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year a year ago. Fairman Blee is not resigning in Toronto, brother. Well, they have a lot of good players, and they just drafted Grady Dick. We got to get into the draft. Let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. Fuel up for game day and any day, really, at Sonic. For a limited time, you can get the new $1.99 Sonic Crispy Tender Wraps. And trust me, you don't want to miss out. A crispy chicken tender and bold flavors like hickory barbecue and cheesy Baja. Crisp lettuce and melty cheese that make the perfect bite. So go get yourself some TLC, some tender love and chicken. And buy a $1.99 Sonic Crispy Chicken Tinder Wrap today. Tax not included. Limited time only at participated Sonic drive-ins. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. We're about an hour in. We haven't even talked about last night's draft. It's my favorite night of the year every year. I told you that. You think I'm a nerd. It's, uh, I mean, growing up, all the memories and everything. Come on. The draft is the best. All the optimism. Every team's adding new players. The player comparisons are my favorite because... They'll be like the 20th pick and they'll compare him to a Hall of Famer. I'm like, that's just, I don't, are, are, are we just going to add a 20 Hall of Famers to the NBA it's, this year? It's best case scenario every time. For that's it. why I like it when they do a floor ceiling situation. But the, 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 the floor is usually disrespectful. Yeah. They'll be like, his floor is. Well, it's always disrespectful to the person that they're naming as the floor. Yeah. They'll be like, this guy's, this floor is so and so. And it's always, the guy. It's always like, like Tony Rowan. I'm like, damn, that's fucked. That's messed up. It's man. also like the, <laughs> the floor and ceilings also being named by a guy who can't play a lick of basketball. Yeah. That's also the funniest thing. Like, worst I love case these- scenario, he's this millionaire guy that's on the eighth man on an NBA team. Yeah, it's like, bro, relax. <laughs> Let's start at the top. Obviously, there were no surprises with Wembenyama. Um, did you like his reaction? Did you see that with his siblings? They had that moment. That I did. Was really cool. You know, I thought it was really cool for Vic to act like that, considering he was obviously a unanimous number one pick. He knew he was going to be that months ago. He has been probably the most pressed and most hyped up prospect that we've had since LeBron. Um, the guys on dominating social media every day for the past two years, pretty much, right? And for him to not let that desensitize like this moment and still sit there like at one point he was crying just to understand like it to come full circle like bro, it's here now. Like your your name just got called in like three, four days, bro, you're in San Antonio. Yeah. And then in like a week and a half from now, you're in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like it's it's here. And I think that's, Everyone else, it's that 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 for me. The best part of the draft is just the guys walking on stage, 
and the parents and families' reactions, you're seeing a life change. Not just his, the family's life changes. It does. Um, and that's uh, it's it was it was really cool to see him still like kind of taking the moment. You know, you talked about Jokic and not doing it in the finals. Right. Here you got a guy, Victor, who like, you know, everybody knew he was going number one and he still is emotionally crying just because he's like, man, it's a big deal. But people don't understand. There's only ever been 3,000 and was it 400 something players to ever play in the NBA in the history. Uh, so it gets desensitized every day on on Instagram and this guy plays and two-way and this way, man, listen, I got all those contracts. Real NBA contract, there's only so many guys that get that. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's an honor to be that. And even though Vic's going to be a superstar, et cetera, et cetera, it's cool to have see his emotions. I enjoyed it. The draft pretty much started with the next pick. Were you surprised that Charlotte went Brandon Miller? I'm not, only due to fit. I know a lot of people have. It all depends on, like, your draft. You don't think Scoot and LaMelo could have played together? Scoot can't. Sh- he's not a shooter. Yeah. And neither is LaMelo, quite frankly. And LaMelo wants his assist. He wants the ball in his hands. Scoot's better off in Portland, man. He's going to get the ball in his hands. He's going to do his thing. Cause I, You're assuming Dame's gone. I, now, yeah. 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 It's crazy that, you know, Charlotte had LaMelo, so they're like, we're not going to take Scoot, but Portland has, has Dame, and they're like, well, okay, we'll just bring him in. I, I, obviously, the trade's going to happen. Well, one's 31, the yeah. other one's 23. And yeah. LaMelo's a guy that they're going to have to max out soon. Right. So it just wouldn't even make sense. So you, you, you draft Brandon Miller. They're going young. They're totally in rebuild mode anyway. What do you think Brandon Miller's game is like? Could you give me the comparison? I like his game. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, he got a lot of hate because he said the Paul George comment. I don't think he thinks Paul George is better than Michael Jordan or, or LeBron James. He's not right. He's not on drugs or delusional. <laughs> um, I think his game, he looks at himself and sees, I think I could do some of the things that Paul does, and maybe I can get to that point. And I think he's been a fan of his game. That's why he said he's my greatest player of all time. I see that, though. He has that. He's long. He's lanky. He's athletic. He can shoot. He's explosive. Uh, I would imagine over these next couple of years, he's going to improve his ball handling. He's going to be featured, which is a great thing. That's all you want as a rookie, man. Forget the pick and where you're at. It's all about situation. We know this. Yeah. It's all about opportunity. As a rookie, if you're a lottery pick, the best thing you can hope for is to get drafted to a team that's going to grab the ball and roll it out for you and say, go play. Go be bad. Go make mistakes. Go be up and down. That's what you want. You don't want to be drafted to a situation where they're up and down and they don't let you do this or they see you as this because they want you to do this right away. Unless it's like a winning team. Right. But like, you don't want to be like a mediocre team and like you got to, they're like overanalyzing. Like, that's why I was. I got drafted to the worst situation you could have possibly got drafted to. I got drafted to a situation where coach wouldn't let me play. Couldn't really do anything I really wanted to. They started me like half the season, but like I was like playing this role. You weren't even the most important rookie on the team. Bro, not only was I not a, the most important rookie on the team, I wasn't even allowed to do a step back three. Otherwise, I was taken out of the game. Like it was, I, I, my whole game wasn't allowed there. They wanted me to be like a defender and like something else, which I eventually had to morph into to, to be able to play in the NBA. Right. Uh, because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. That's what that's what you want, man. You want Damian Little, Brad Beal, Deion Waiters, who had a shot? Roll the ball out. Go hoop. That would have been great for me. But not everybody gets that. And, and you're I'm, saying Scoot's going to get that. In, Scoot's going to get that, and so is Brandon. So th- this is what I was talking about with you last night. Scoot, let's this right now the Blazers have Scoot, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, who finished the year really well. I know they're high on him. You have those three. And imagine if you trade Dame, the haul you can get back for that. 
add it to those three. That's a crazy young core. I mean, you're, you're talking like the Magic's young core, OKC's young core. They're going to be right there with all these great, with all these good young players. It takes years for teams yeah. to trade a Dame and start right all the way over and do all well, that. Most teams don't have a Dame. They, yeah. Well, whenever they do start rebuilding, it takes years to accumulate all these lottery picks, yeah. right? The Magic had to build it through, you know, years of drafting high. They already have the Simons, the Sharp, the Scoot now. Whatever you get for Dane, which is going to be a lot, it, they, they're going to. It's going to be an awesome rebuild if they do it, and I, obviously when if, they do it. If you are a Portland fan, there's definitely some optimism in the air. Yeah, you, have, you never had to have that weird you year. You have, you have, you have Scoot Henderson coming, who's a freak athlete, very exciting point guard. Yeah, coming to your seems team. like he's just a dog. Yeah, and he looks like a dog. He plays like a dog. He feels like a dog. You know what I mean? Like his whole ambiance about himself and how he's, you know, he carries himself as dog like. Right? You got this guy coming. You got a very talented young shooting guard, Anthony Simons. You just paid him. He's under contract. You have Jeremy Grant, who's still fairly young. He's in his mid twenties. They don't re-sign Jeremy Grant though. If they trade Dame, you don't think so? No. How old is Jeremy? He's he's just definitely up there. I mean, if you're doing the rebuild, it just doesn't add up. Okay. Regardless, Shaden Sharp, very talented young uh, prospect as well. And then you have Damian, who could probably trade for a haul of picks or. Um, some other talented young assets, whatever the case may be. Brooklyn has a a, a lot of young. Uh, they're all they're all older players too. But regardless, like you said, you're gonna they, get picks. You're gonna get a lot. You, of you stuff. get a lot of stuff for Damian. Yeah. They have a lot of optimism to understand that like they're not gonna be bad for long. And they have like this these next two three years. You're gonna see a window where like Portland, OKC, Orlando, some of these teams are gonna start to be like they start winning some games here and like gonna start competing. OKC okay, already started. Yeah, they already started. And I, I Orlando's like a year away. So like you 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 could see it coming with some of these teams, um, Detroit and and Houston I think are a little bit behind those teams. Detroit is uh, behind, and so is Houston. But still, they'll with Monty there and some of the stuff that listen, Monty's perfect for that. Monty's perfect for a young team. He's going to be perfect for these young guys because they need culture. They need to be professional. You know what I mean? Like they they need that there. That's why they brought him there and they paid him that money. Monty will be perfect for Detroit to help turn that around. He really will. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Houston, who has Ime, who they also brought in to turn it around. So you got these young teams, like, and they both just added a Thompson twin. Yeah, they both are exactly. Yeah, these both are. They're both turning the wheels now. The wheels are turning, and these, these, you know, these these poor organizations who have been bad for a long time are are headed on the on the come up, which is nice to see. You know, there's just every. I definitely wanted to bring this up. Every team, every player that got drafted last night. You know, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to whoever we were with, and they would say, man, but this team already has so-and-so and so-and-so. Every player that got drafted are like, yeah, but they already have, no matter what team you went to, yeah, they already have this guy and this guy. Is the NBA just that deep right now? Or is this maybe a weaker draft where, I, it was just tough. Like, think, I want to know because. Most of those guys you saw last night grabbing a hat, you won't see play a lot next year. Like, a lot. What I'm hearing from a lot of, of NBA teams. guys, what I'm hearing from a lot of NBA guys is a lot of these guys, with the exception of uh, Wemby, aren't going to in Scoot, maybe Brandon Miller, aren't going to be able to really impact winning next season. I don't, for I don't these see guys. It. They're going to help a team win games. There always is a surprise, yeah. right? There's a guy right now in this draft that we're not talking about that next year is going to have a fantastic year and surprise everyone, and everyone's going to Walker Kessler. Who didn't? Yeah, who didn't see it? Donovan Mitchell. No, yeah. oh, no, no one's new, and well, you know. And some GM is going to be hailed as he's a genius. You know what I mean? When there's so much luck involved in having this shit. But still, uh, yeah. For the most part, you're right. Most of these guys, 
this wasn't the strongest draft. Uh, it is very top heavy. And in fact, most of those guys, in terms of having an impact, especially on any winning teams next year, no, no, I don't see it. Most of the winning teams don't even have a good pick. And I, I just didn't even see it. Yeah. I didn't see it last night. Um, I do like Jalen Hushfino. You know that. Yeah. So you like his fit to the Lakers? It's just, he's Taylor Horton Tucker reincarnated on the Lakers uniform. Taylor Horton Tucker? <laughs> what is he, what's, so what do you think he's bringing to the team? Um, I think he's better than every guard they had there, other than Reeves and Schroeder. Yeah, well, they're definitely not bringing D'Lo back then. I, I, I didn't put D'Lo in there. Yeah, they're not bringing him. He, and he's not better than D'Angelo Russell. That's not even up for disc- conversation. No, I don't care what people say about D'Lo. He's, he's, he's 19, not 20 years old. Yeah, he's 19, 20 years old. No, I, I think D'Lo's just a better talent in general. Even yeah. D'Lo at 20-something years old. But D'Lo's a really good player, in my opinion. I think he just has to be in the right situation. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm biased. He's a homie. But... uh. I think Jalen Hushavino is better than every guard they have. So he's like your favorite value pick. I, I like Jalen Hood for them. He, they, didn't have, they didn't have guard depth, and they got it now. They don't know if they're getting Fred. They don't know if they're getting this guy. They don't know what they got coming. You go get like a talented young point guard, it's, it's an exciting thing. I, I've watched plenty of his games this year. He could play. And again, with the exception of Dennis and, and Reeves, who's talented, man, but like whatever, I like this Jalen Hushavino guy. I really do. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Thompson twins? I haven't seen enough of them play. They're freak athletes, which is always, you know, a plus. But everybody in the NBA is a freak athlete. Yeah. People have no idea. They don't understand. Every person in an NBA uniform, with the exception of like Ricky Rubio, can do like a windmill. <laughs> Are you <laughs> Ricky Rubio? Well, well it's not a slight it's at one Ricky of my favorites. It's not a slight at Ricky Rubio. No, Ricky, of course. I don't Ricky, think his game's tailored. I don't think he wants to do a windmill. Not only does he not want to, I don't think he ever has. I don't think anybody has ever wanted him to do it. I mean, <laughs> that's not what he's in the NBA. This guy has court vision and other things that he's in the right. NBA to do. I'm just saying from an athletic standpoint, the guys that you even think aren't athletic would go to park and just punch on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, For sure. Everyone's a freak athlete in the NBA. So freakish, in fact, that the ones that stand out are so freakish. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, but they do have that type of athletic ability. They have standout athletic ability, um, and they have good form, good shooting mechanics. I think they're both just gonna have to learn the game a little bit. I'm not really sure what's going on with overtime elite and how you know serious, like how you know organized that basketball was. Well, it's it's, it's not right. All the highlights are them just kind of attacking the rim and playing really good defense. You know, hopefully they get to learn how to you know play the game, play the right way. Well, again, he's going to one's going to Detroit, where he's going to be in a culture of them building. They're going to work. And Monty's going to have his hand involved in everything. And, you know, it'll be a good reset, I think, for them to, to, to really work. And the other one is drafted in, uh, where the other one? The other one went to um, Houston. Uh, Houston with Ime. So they got a lot. They got two new coaches, very well-respected coaches. Uh, so they got drafted good situations, man. Um, and the one in Houston's going to love living there. I'll tell you that much. Houston's an amazing place to live, as you know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, man, I don't really want to get too deep into the draft, man. It just wasn't that interesting to me. The, the most exciting thing of the draft, shout out to Grady. Grady Dix. I, I mean, I thought the Magic were going to get him at 11. That was the most surprising thing for me. I mean, I'm, I'm biased. I'm a Magic, the Magic fan. Magic draft? They got Anthony Black with the six pick, who people are comparing him to Josh Giddey. Um, defensive playmaking point guard, 6'7". How for, many point guards are the Orlando going to draft? It's a log jam. What, what do they, they have going, going on? Well, they're not going to get front court players. They have Franz, Paolo, and Wendell Carter. The three, four, five. So what do you do? They, they have... Let's just run off the guards here. Jalen Suggs. Fultz. 
Cole Anthony. Someone's out. Someone's, huh? someone's out. Yeah. Someone. One of the. You can't bring all three of them back. Right. Or unless you're just not going to play one of them. No. Yeah. I mean, gonna, there's some moves, moves to be made. It's we're a good all, problem to we're have. We're also missing of, guards. We're missing. We're not. We're not even talking about like the Gary, Gary Harris's Harris and like play. they have like Mike Carter Williams still in contract. They have like a lot of just guards right. that like I don't understand what they're really doing. I know Mike Carter Williams probably isn't going to. You know, he he doesn't play. He's more there for like vet leaders. You know, I don't really know what he's there for, but he doesn't he doesn't play a lot. Well, no, no, I don't, I don't mean no. I'm, you laugh and you make it seem like I'm being disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know what he's there for. No, because he's not he's not he's not there to play. Right. So, he didn't play. But so with the 11th pick, they got Jed Howard. Here's my biggest issue as a Magic fan. Jed Howard by all I mean, listen, I don't know how I like much I don't know how much value you put into mock drafts. He was projected in the 20s. I have no problem with the Magic targeting Jed Howard. If you like him, you like him, that's cool. If you know that he's going to be, you could get him in the 20s, why not trade back and get something and look really smart and get him in the 20s? You could have had him in the 20s. Why waste the 11th pick on him? It was shocking. You went shooting, Grady Dick's there. Jordan Hawkins is there. These are the guys you hear. Jordan Hawkins is UConn? Yeah. Which, great catch and shoot player. Yeah, like, with the Magic need. Grady yeah. Dick, obviously everyone knows. I mean, I hated his outfit last night. I think it looked ridiculous. It was. Let me. It was ridiculous. It, and then though? he acted ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. This is what I'll say about Grady Dick. <laughs> okay. Um, I have no problem being different or like, you know, it also, it, it looked like a poorly made suit. If you look at the pictures, like the real pictures of it, yeah. it's the way it fit his shoulders and like the way the suit was he had made, shoulder pads on, right? It just, it just wasn't a good look. Like even the bright red, it's nutty, like whatever, whatever. But if it was fit and tailored right and like done yeah. right, I don't know who did his suit. It was God awful. And the red turtleneck going up here, it just like it was a it was it was an awful looking suit, man. Yeah, it's really bad. What made it funny is the way he acted with it. I like it. I, I personally like. Well, he's he's gonna be in the history now. They're gonna show like Jalen Rose's old suit and all these other people's suit. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna show this one for years and he years. He looks. To come. He also looks like a. He looks like a good time to like go out and have some beers with. Does he not look funny as hell? That's why I wanted him in Orlando. He was I, thought like, he'd be a great, I thought he'd be a great addition. The, 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 the Drake's got to wear the jersey. Right now, that's my priority. <laughs> <laughs> and he was laughing about it. He's being yeah. silly. Um, but uh, yeah, he looks like a cool dude, man. He looks like a kid got game. Uh, I like his personality. Again, I don't, I don't know him, but from the far, he looks like he has good energy. He looks funny, able to laugh at himself. I think even he knew he was dressed crazy because when he asked about it, he'd start laughing. Um so the suit, in my opinion, was got awful, but he pulled it off and he made it fun. He made it funny. So I am excited to see his game. I liked a lot of his, uh, I watched some games of him this year at Kansas. He could shoot the ball really well. I actually showed they could put it on the floor a little bit off the, off the, off the catch. Not like more of a clean handle, but you know what I'm saying? Um, one, two dribble, get to where your spot is. It's a good pick for them. Um, yeah, man. Draft overall though, uh, was Cam Whitmore was a uh, big story. Obviously they, Two weeks camera ago. Camera zooming in on him every 10 minutes. That's what like, people like, do, though. Just, just get the camera off of the kid. It happened in the NFL draft this year, too. It's just, just get it off of him, bro. Yeah. He's sitting, he handled it well. He really did. He sat there like a man and took it. You know, wasn't sweating. Wasn't like, you know, sometimes you'll see guys like, you know, that start getting an attitude with it. Like, I don't know why these guys, you know, he just sat there the whole time. Eventually, his name got called. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's off to the races. Here's the thing. They're all going to Summer League. Who gives a shit about your first contract? No one cares. It's the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. Those are the ones you go chase, especially the second one, obviously. No one cares about where you start, man. You guys are all going to end up in the summer league together. Cam, you're going to start on your summer league team. 
Go outplay every single player that was ahead of you. Go show why you were supposed to be. If you didn't have a chip on his shoulder before, he has. If, if you didn't have, he's a, chip, a freak athlete. If you didn't have a chip on your shoulder, Cam Whitmore, before you should have one now. You were the guy in the draft that sat there, and the cameras on, and name after name after name went ahead of you. Um, apparently, he had some rough workouts during the draft. That's what we heard. Um, and his workouts didn't go well, which was a cause for concern. And it's a copycat league. And what happens for people who don't really know is one team passes on him, then two teams passes on him, then five team passes on him, and then it becomes a thing like fuck. I don't. I'm not taking him. Yeah. That because that's that's literally what goes on in our league. It's like once you win a championship at the center, now everybody wants a big ass center now. You know, Warriors only shoot threes. Now everyone only shoots threes. Now everyone wants to, you know, now three and D guys are like a premium in the NBA. Oh, now teams are now hiring vets because a good vets, Denver had good vets. Now teams want good vets on their team now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a copycat league. And when you see a guy getting passed up and passed up in the draft, you start seeing teams like, well, wait, you know, I don't, we're not going to be the team. Right. Well, Houston already had it, you know, uh, the fourth pick. So they were like, you know what, we're playing with house money. We could bring this guy in. Who, a couple weeks ago, he was slotted at going forward to Houston. Houston ended up getting him and the Thompson twins. So yeah. Houston had a good draft. Houston definitely. If I'm Houston, a, I, thought, I thought Houston did a great job last night. Yeah. They ended up with Cam and a Thompson twin. They got Eme as a coach, like we've already alluded to. They have, they have, first off, Jalen Green's a very talented player. You know, he's a very, his talent's still there. It's hard to judge. And we've said this before. It's very hard to judge some of these guys who have been playing in like really bad basketball teams. Like, Bro, what, what what's Jalen Green supposed to do with Houston last year? Right. They're bad, bro. Like, he's going to go out there and score and lose. Like, it's not easy. Everybody's like, oh, Jordan, Jalen's not a winner. Who the fuck's going to be a winner on that team? You know what I mean? Uh, last year, at least. At least now, they got some young pieces. They're and you, in, like, you like Jabari Smith. You like Shingun. I do like Jabari Smith. His so, second half of the season, Jabari Smith was a much better player. He started to get comfortable getting his own skin. Right. I would imagine he... I would... Th- I can't stand this new NBA that doesn't put guys back out there in the summer league their second year. If you're not rookie of the fucking year or runner up, you should be in the summer league. You bro. played in the summer league your second year? Absolutely. Like one game though. No, no, I played three games. I'm not saying play the whole summer league is yeah. exhausted. First off, after the first weekend in, in Vegas, what the hell are you doing there? It, it, <laughs> it's, it's insane, bro. But the first like seven, eight days, six, first week, the first week of summer league, those guys should be back out there. I would like to see Jabari Smith play two games. Go dominate. Go show us why you don't belong out there. Yeah. No cool shit. Go go in the summer league. We're only gonna play you one to two games, bro. And then the rest of Vegas, you can have a good time. Go out, go network, go have fun, leave, do whatever the fuck you want to do. But we want you to come. You don't have to do the whole training camp thing to go to summer league. Maybe pop in a couple practices. We need you to work out. We're gonna throw you out there. You're gonna play a couple games, one to two max. Maybe even one if you dominate. If you go out there and score like 35 your first game, we'll probably just cancel you right after that. I want I want you to go dominate and show everybody why you're gonna why we're excited for you this year, why you've gotten better, why you don't belong out here, why you're so much better now versus your first summer league game. That's like that's I, I love when they do that. Now, if you're Apollo, something like that, you don't touch the summer league. I, I I get that. But Kessler doesn't need to be in the summer league. Those, you know, he already he already has a in his playing type. He don't he don't need to be out there. Right. But like OKC last year, bro, they threw everybody out there. Giddy was out there. Josh Giddy had a great rookie year. They threw his ass right back out there. He only played two, three games, but they threw him out there. 
They're like, bro, you're gonna go play. We're developing you guys. You have you guys haven't done anything. You had a decent, you had a good rookie year, man. Congrats. Now you go to summer league. We'll play you two games. You show why you're fucking better than everybody, and then you can sit down and sit on the bench yeah. and be cool and wear your outfits and like fucking hang around Vegas. But like this whole like these all the former rookies come and they like drip down on the sideline. They're like not playing. Like brother, that's supposed to be me. That's that's us. That's we've earned that. We've been in the league for years. Yeah. We're we're supposed to come to the summer league and watch you guys play. We all had to go back. Yeah, Damian Lillard didn't. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. didn't have to. Anthony Davis didn't. He was playing USA basketball. You know, these guys didn't. Maybe two of everybody else. Everybody else came back. Deion Wade. All, everyone was in there. They played a game or two. You dominate. You get out. I hope they do that with Jabari Smith and a couple other guys. But uh, Houston's on their way too. I, I, I like their draft. Give me your way too early rookie of the year prediction. Rookie of the year will be Victor. Oh, what are we talking about, man? This is a joke. He's going to average like two blocks a game. He's going to get the ball all the time. He's on a team that has nobody else other than Kel- Kelvin. It's the only other player on their team that's like, you know, he's going to be rookie of the year, bro. It's an, and I, I hate saying it because it's just not even a, it doesn't do anything for this pod. Me saying that Victor's going to be rookie of the year. He's not, I, know. I don't think he's going to be rookie of the year. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Who's going to be rookie of the year? Chet Holmgren. No. Yeah. But it's going to be cool seeing these two giant skinny <laughs> like seven footers going at it for rookie of the year. I think, I think that'll be the race. I think Chet Holman and Victor Wimanyama are going to be the race for rookie of the year next year. And they're both going to be these giant seven footers on the perimeter doing crazy shit. So that's my pick. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good little sneaky call there. Yeah. Why not? He had a great, he played, by the way, when he did play summer league, he was hooping. He was hooping. Yeah. Ch- Chet's a good basketball player. So we have free agency coming up. That's another favorite time of the year. It's always pretty crazy. Lots of moves to be made. So now, next week will be fun, man. Next week, next week's gonna, ha- you know, that's the good thing about the NBA. As soon as the finals ends, you really only have like a week or two that's dead, and then you go right into the draft, right into the summer league. You know, free, free agency. agency. You got that whole, and then it's a little quiet. That I think later in the summer, just so our audience knows, later in the summer we're gonna have a lot more guests when it quiets down a little bit. But right now, there's just so much going on. It wouldn't be fair for us to bring a guest on because we wouldn't be able to cover everything that's going on and also realistically like really get into like a guest and like dive into his life or is that bring it'd be weird for us to have uh whoever on right now and like really dive into his life and we're like we're also trying to cover who who went drafted at pick 10 last night like it's just well, another thing i'm excited about now is i think we're on the clock now for a dame trade to happen so that i think that's gonna hopefully that starts now and don't cross we'll your fingers don't cross your fingers with yeah, that one. That, every that, summer we talk about him potentially leaving yeah. and then but, if he uh, will, if he if no, if they if they start the season next year with Dame Simons and Scoot together, I don't know. That just can't happen. Yeah. So but anyways, right. great talking. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate y'all, man. Let's tune in. Uh, tell your friends. I'm trying to continue to blow this up, and uh, look forward to talking to you guys next week. Be easy. Stay safe. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... 
once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. 